Hey, what's up, guys? It's Dan from United Q. It's Wednesday, which means we have another awesome podcast to get you over hump day. I'm here with my co-host, Barbecue Forte. Hello. And we are brought to you by ProQ, Barbecue Gourmet and Smoke with Shack, our awesome sponsors. ProQ's dedicated... <laughs> the phone's ringing, but it's all right. ProQ's dedicated to providing you with their quality smoking products with top-notch service and free advice for beginners to pitmasters. And you can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under ProQ Smokers. So if you think about buying your first smoker or looking to upgrade or even looking to pick up some epic accessories, check them out over at Max Barbecue. And Barbecue Gourmet is devoted to promoting real barbecue and spine the UK and Europe with top championship winning barbecue rubs, sauces, marinades and accessories from the US and around the world. And you can find them on Twitter and online under Barbecue Gourmet. So regardless of how you cook, whether it's on charcoal, wood, gas or electric, the Real Taste Barbecue can be yours all year round. And we are here at Big Fire with Sue Stoneman. Hi Sue. Very well, thank you. Our first episode live out out of the studio and in a shop, and we've just come down the road here to where are we? Dartington. So we're at the Dartington shops, and we're in big fire. Sue's just cooked us an awesome breakfast on the Etna pizza oven. If you can check out our video, which will be online on YouTube. Um, we're, we're for now, we're going to chat to Sue Stoneman. She's going to talk to us about what she's been up to here at Big Fire. Cool. So Sue, do you want to start off by introducing yourself and a little bit about your background and cooking and barbecue? Okay, yeah, well, hi, hi everyone, I'm Sue Stoneman, um, known as a home cook, but I do a lot of outdoor cooking now. Um, three years ago, I entered a home cook competition, the Devon Life magazine, um, got into the finals and um, came third overall. That then got me to cook at various food festivals. Um, and then I um, applied for Bake Off, um, didn't get in. But then the same year applied to a, a programme called The Box and got on telly to cook with James Martin and Ainsley Harriet. And that sort of propelled me along a bit. And then also last year was Southwest Chef of the Year finalist and got to cook for Michael Caine's, um, Neil Haydock from Watergate Bay Hotel, um, Darren Hosegrove from Ashburton Cookery School, and Peter Gorton from Plymouth. Um, didn't win, but was runner-up, but to cook for those guys, um, I thought was really quite amazing. Um, I tend to go in for competitions like you do, just because it gives you something to aim for, and bit of a challenge um last year extra food and drink festival entered um west baking west country baking champion um with glenn cosby um and michael Keynes and um was judged west country baking champion um got to demo at the food and drink festival this year which is where I met you guys um what did i cook brioche Oh, brioche buns and um, my savoury shoe puffs. So, yeah, so that was good. Um, and then met um, met these guys. Well, these guys here at Big Fire asked me to cook for them at the Devon County Show last year in one of their lovely um, pizza ovens. Um, at the same time, I was actually building my very own wood-fired oven in my garden. Um Three years ago, I went to a build and bake day at River Cottage. Big fan of Hugh Fernie Whittenstall. He inspired me actually to grow my own vegetables and be a bit more adventurous with my cooking. Um, 
but it took me you know two years to actually get a builder in to build the base um and then left it to me to build the top part so um but went, so cooked at these guys at big fire at the devon county show great fun um and then actually they decided that actually i might be quite good here at the shop so um came to work for them last july yes i've been here just about a year um and just amazed at all the wonderful outdoor cooking bits and pieces there are and it just makes outdoor cooking and eating so much fun um and it's great to come to work every day don't cook every day but it's great when i do and it's really great to cook for you guys this morning you and you mentioned some massive names there that you've cooked for. You've got people like James Martin. You've got Michael Keynes, who's like one of our local heroes. Really, he's an amazing chef. How do you think that like changed the way you cook when you're cooking for guys like that? Um, makes you really more fussy and how you present it, and it's got to taste good and it's got to look good. But yeah, again, to cook for someone like that and actually tells you you can cook, it's really great. You were cooking with like a personal friend of ours, Glenn Cosby. Uh, we've we've done work with Glenn. You presented our great yeah our great British barbecue off. Um, so we we came along there and we watched you do your brioche buns and then went home and tried the recipe out for ourselves and had great results. Yeah, it's great. You get inspired by watching other people and um, yeah, that, that for me that's great. You know, someone wants your recipe and to cook, it makes you feel really good. Yeah, and you've got some other recipes here. I've just seen on the on the worktop here. There's a recipe card here. It's got a couple of your recipes on it. Yeah, so um, one of my many hats I wear. I'm now going to be doing some recipes for the shops here using some of the products that they sell up at the food shop. They've got a lovely range of um, jams, chutneys, um, all local Devon producers, and obviously cook cook with it on some of our products and um, we'll be on the back with a nice little recipe for people to try. It's a great little spot here at Dartington and I, I love coming out here we're quite often we'll just pop out for the day and there's something for everyone here really isn't there? there's like all stuff for in the summer there's even like shows for the families and stuff down the yeah. bottom there's all sorts of things yeah, going food. on. They do a big food festival and they used to do about three a year they've eked it down to one now which is over Maybank holiday um, I'm not sure whether they're doing a cider, apple and cider one this year. And then you've got the toy shop, you, they do pottery, and you've got a homeware shop, the glass shop, which isn't where they actually blow the glass. Everybody thinks they do, but that's at North Devon, Torrington. Um, and there's a clothes shop and a nice cookery shop, cook shop. So I always go in the cook shop and the glass shop. Dan's hoping to go in there in a minute, I think, aren't you? Yeah, I'm after a, a mandolin and... Uh a spice grinder at the minute. Not a little guitar. Not a little guitar, a slicer. Yeah, so I'm hoping to go in there and pick up a couple of bits. But uh, so Big Fire's here, based here with this shop. They've also got an online presence at bigfire.co.uk and there you'll find a lot of the products that we're probably going to talk about now. Because being stood in this shop, it's like, I mean, for us, like being in a, in a sweet shop for a kid, we're looking around now and seeing all these little uh, gizmos and gadgets. And just as you were talking about the uh, Cider Festival here, I've just literally spotted across the room there. Uh, You've got some like brew kits here, some white wines. You've got a dark ale and a moonshine sort of brew kit there. They look pretty awesome. Yeah, um, just something for everybody here. Some people refer to it as a man shed, but it's not because I love it too. It's for ladies Susie. as well. <laughs>
But I am the only, only lady worked here. But yeah, so yeah, we sell all sorts, and the wine and beer kits make great presents. And obviously, outdoor eating does tend to lead to a bit of drinking as well. well I said that earlier, didn't I? We yeah. Last night, whilst we were waiting for the pork chops to cook on the pro queue, sat there drinking a bit of cider. It's the best way to spend your evening, really. You even asked for a beer with those uh, breakfast pizzas that Sue just knocked up for us, so... Yeah, beer does go pretty well. Drinks do go pretty well with the outdoor cooking, but I think I might have to pick up one of those uh, moonshine kits. Looks pretty cool. Sue said it was too early, but it's not too early for a drink, is it? <laughs> the video can go out at any time, so they don't have to know how early it was, do they? <laughs> so, have you have you tried out any of these moonshine type kits? Nail. We brewed that um, at Christmas time, so that sold very well because obviously we were giving out free samples. But I did go to the um, food and drink show at Birmingham in November and the moonshine guy was there so I did get to trace, taste them all and they're all really good. Yeah. The white wine I'd probably decant off into a bottle and stick it in the fridge but otherwise it's great because they're just in the bag, you leave it on the side, you don't have to drink it within three weeks and it does keep for longer but most people drink it quite quickly. Yeah the moonshine air. The guys from Shine London have got me sort of a bit fixed on moonshine, the, all the different flavours they do. So I'd be interested in uh, trying that one and maybe even whipping up some of my own flavours, maybe uh, using it with, with different stuff, experimenting a bit would be pretty cool. So I imagine that went down really well. I might have to have a little look over there when we're finished on the uh, on the podcast. But So what what else are we, we looking around? We're looking around here and they've got the this lumpwood charcoal. It's called... Favorite lumpwood charcoal, actually. So I've been using all the time recently. It's a long burn charcoal. It's made by the is it the Olive Wood Company? Olive Wood Company. It's a really really good quality um, natural lumpwood charcoal. They the same company make quite a few products actually. I've tried out. Um, I've tried out their briquettes and I've tried out their lumpwood. Um, they've got fire lighters. They they do smoking woods as well. I've actually got some some actual olive wood. I used that last night when I was smoking the pork chops to try that out. That was really nice. And they also do orange wood as well. But I think they only do that in chip form, but yeah, it was... Chips, chunks and chips. They do them white oak chunks. Those are what we've got here in the shop. And, um... Yeah, olive, you're right, olive wood chunks. And um, the chips, mesquite oak, whiskey, orange, and a few others. Yeah, r- really, really good stuff. It's all kind of naturally sourced and like a well-to-do company. They seem to care about the environment. Um, so what are you using the charcoal for? Like longer cooks or like hot and fast? Or what are you doing grilling with it or a bit of everything? Yeah, I've used it for both, actually. I've been using it mainly in my Kamado Joe for like the low and slow cooks, and it lasts a really long time. But then... I did the burgers with it the other night, so just a hot and fast, stick it in the chimney starter and get it going, and that cooked really nicely. Use it. I was out on the boat for the weekend with some friends, and I just took a small bag out with that, took one of the small little Pro-Q chimney starters, and then put that into our little Smoky Joe Weber on the back of the boat. It was awesome cooking out there in the middle of the ocean. I was just at the. Uh, I was over in Dublin at the uh, the Big Grill Festival which is uh, Andy Noonan's festival. And uh, I was just bumped into Matt from the Oxford Chalk Company, who was there at DJ Barbecue and the rest of the crew. And uh, he was showing me his Cuban Marabou charcoal, which is a new one that, he, that he's doing, which is, it's got like really, uh, it's quite, it's like a, 
it's really strange. He was talking to me about like sort of the metallic uh, factors that, that basically in the in the way that it's made, it takes on like sort of a I don't know, like it's sort of like a metallic form and, and uh, it's burning for like an incredibly uh, long amount of time. Like it burns very, very slow. So he said like that now, uh, what did he do? He had like a good 12 hours out of like half a bag or something. So I think it was even more than that. It's burning for a real, real long time. So I'm looking forward to getting my hands on some of that and giving that a try. But everyone seemed to be uh, raving about the uh, Cuban Marabou saying it's it's up there with, with your lumpwoods for your slow, uh, sorry, up there with your uh, briquettes for your, low and slow so i'm looking forward to trying that yeah like last year was it earlier on this year i got sent some of that from uh cuban wasn't it and that was marabou as well yeah. so and that was again it was quite small they're like little sticks more but it's really good quite and burnt for ages and really hot yeah matt was saying that uh, he's tried making this himself and uh basically in, in his uh kilns and it doesn't it doesn't quite come out perfectly because the way it's got to be made is in like in they they basically make pits and in the soil the soil the iron content in the soils so high that when you create a fire in there like the wood absorb it's like it's it's a i'm probably talking rubbish here we didn't back on to explain it but it was really cool the way he was saying and then it creates a real sort of low and slow burn charcoal so i'm looking forward to, to using that but uh this long burn stuff you're you're really enjoying using so i have to give that a go I just really enjoy it because it's uh, local as well to me anyway, like being able to come down to Big Fire. There's not many local shops where I can buy like a good quality charcoal. You're quite often stuffed with having to buy the cheap stuff from supermarkets or somewhere like that. And being able to come to a shop just down the road and get such amazing quality product is really good. So right next to it, we've got the uh, Swedish Eco Torch, which is a cool cool bit of kit cool concept yeah i've got one of these at home but i haven't i'm yet to try it out have you tried one out yet sue yeah it's great to take to the beach or just have on your patio or take to a picnic because it's uh obviously it's better to use in the evening because you get really nice flame really long burn it burns slowly from the inside out and then when we're down at the beach the other week um once it got down to the bottom started collecting some driftwood put it on the top Everyone else on the beach had gone home and we were still sat there keeping nice and warm with a nice fire. So if we're describing this, it's basically a a log, probably almost like a foot high, isn't it? With been part split, almost been part split. Yeah, it's just cut, it's got like crossways cut and then a firelighter is poked down inside the top section. So you just light your firelighter and you've got an instant bonfire. Pretty cool, really. I've seen people cooking on these though before as well, and on the label there, I can see there's uh, some food being cooked on top. But I've seen people sort of on like, uh, I've seen a few things being done on them. I think that uh, Jess Prills, I believe, I watched a video of her cooking on something like this, which is pretty cool. Okay, now we're we're looking at this eco lighter product that Sue used to light the Etna pizza oven this morning. Um, we hadn't seen these before. We're quite impressed by them. Do you want to describe what it is, Sue? Yeah, so it's um, like a tripod built um, very dry wood with some thin layers of cardboard in between with a little bit of candle wax at the bottom. Um, ideal for starting your fire without actually needing to have kindling wood. You can light this, which will then light um, reasonably sized 
um, logs of wood for your, you know, indoor wood burning stove even, or um, your outdoor pizza oven, or even I use it to start the joe sometimes, just because it does it does the trick. Um, the fire was up and going in no time. The the f the flame that kicked out, but for the for the wood especially, Adam, those logs you just chucked on top of this. There's a couple of logs around it, and that had them up and going in, in literally no time. It was uh, fantastic, actually. In fact, they come in box of six, and even with a little box of matches in. So, where can you go? Yeah, three ninety nine for six, which is which is a I think it's a good price. I when I saw them first of all. Do like some of these things you expect to be like quite expensive. They're they're eco hundred percent eco friendly as well, which is uh, always a positive for us. And there's no no sort of uh, nasty additives in there or anything that you wouldn't want being part of your uh, fire, which is really cool. Yeah, great little product. It works so well when you when you lit with it. I was like, that's really actually working amazingly yeah. well, isn't it? It's like a little almost chimney starter made out of bits of wood, really, isn't it? Around it, and it and it catches light, the flame catches light to the other bits of wood, um, off you go. Now these these, uh, these wood-fired ovens slash just log burners, I guess, that they catch my eyes every time I walk in here. I've seen them at a few shows, this brand called More So. They look amazing. There's so many different styles as well, but do you want to talk to us a little bit about like the More So brand? Okay, so the More So Danish... Um, more well known for their indoor wood burning stoves but um they're taking it outside it's their outdoor living range um a nice um more so forno oven um yes wood fired pizza oven but not just pizzas um um you can obviously do any types of cooking in there hot smoking and yes smoking using the tuscan grill um Add on your flavoured wood chips to your low fire. Um, put in some nice chicken thighs. Close the door. And then you um, dampen a tea towel to cover the chimney. And two hours later, some beautifully smoked food. And then obviously, take the tea towel off, open the door, bring your fire up to temperature, crispen up that skin. Um, amazing flavour beautiful colour. I, ca I can't get to me how um, how it changes the colour of the food when you smoke it. And the flavour is absolutely amazing. Looks stunning as well, though, don't they? It's like the design that's gone into it, it's a real showpiece to have that in your garden, isn't it? Looks beautiful. And then, of course, when you've finished cooking, fill it up with some more wood and use it as a heater as well. So, two in one. Um, they made out of cast iron? Yes, yeah. They've got like cast iron uh, Dutch oven and stuff over there as well. They do a lovely range of cooking utensils um, to complement the um, oven. And obviously you can use them indoors as well and get a nice cover for them. And it comes on a trolley or you can have a smaller trolley um, or you can just buy the oven itself mm. if you've got a stand for it for yourself. Um, they also do a more portable one, a slightly smaller one. Um, the Forno Grill, um, again, for pizzas, any type of cooking. Um, you have the fire around the outside and you cook on the grill. Um, they've just brought out a nice black glass pizza stone to go with that. Um, and again, once you finish cooking, put some more wood on it, sit around it. Looks amazing. Um, and then we've got the um, Camino, which is a bit like a chimney. 
again very stylish um, with the ex extended chimney which also goes on the forno um, so if it's a bit smoky it takes the smoke further up um, can also cook on that one using the Tuscan grill um, but the um, the fire is be quite close to your food but still gives you that option so again eat outside keep warm at the same time have you ever tried cooking on this glass pizza stone? I've never seen a glass one before. No, I haven't tried that yet. No, I'd be interested to know how that works out. I've not seen people using glass as a pizza stone before. Have you seen that, Dan? No, no, not at all. Uh, really interesting, actually. I would look, look forward to seeing that. And outdoors, you've got like the... Uh, what I thought was uh, just a, a wood, wood sort of outdoor wood-fired oven, but actually it's a... It's just a log burner, didn't you? Burner, sorry, an outdoor log burner, but actually it's got a cooking chamber above it and you can sit a grill in there as well. So, uh, one looks a bit rusty, it's going rusty, it needs a, looks like it needs a coat of paint. No, it will rust even more and it will just look better. Yes, um, yeah, build your log fire, grill, use the oven atop, cook pizzas, looks amazing. I did see the name. I thought I'd let you pronounce it though, because I was. Uh, you did, did you? I don't know if you heard me trying to make my way around it. I didn't want to say it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love the like rust. When we first got it, I said to you, I really like the look of that, like the rusty effect. Like normally you think rusty, you think dirty or messy, but this looks really, really awesome in the rusty effect. Steel, special type of steel. Um, very classic one at the minute, that sort of look as well, like coppers and, that and rust and stuff. So very, a very sort of a fashionable sort of finish to stuff at the moment, I feel. So it's really, really nice, actually. It's great. It's such a, like, it's only a small shop. You've managed to cram so many amazing products in here. Yeah. Um, and uh, one of your big brands that you sell here is obviously the Kamado Joe. Um, so you've got, you've got a Kamado Joe at home. I've got a Kamado Joe. Oh, Dan, you're the odd one out here, I'm afraid. Gonna step aside. <laughs> so you got you've got a little Joe Junior here on a little stand. I really I really like this. I did I considered buying one, but I just I don't know when I would really use it. You need you can't get a big enough piece of meat in the Joe Junior. What when you're selling one of these? Who, what are the sort of people buying the Joe Junior for? Um, roasting chicken, you know, whole joints, not just your straightforward barbecue grilling. Um, it is. It is an all-round oven. I'm amazed at what it does do, actually. And obviously, the classic—you got the split grill, the split deflector plates. Um, it's really easy to keep the temperature constant, low or low for your low and slow cooking, high for your pizzas, and um, it's really economical on the charcoal. It still amazes me every time I've finished cooking next day when I go to prep it up for my next cook. I've still got three quarters to half a bowl of charcoal left behind. Just the way the ceramic holds temperatures as well is just fantastic. So you get it up to temperature and you could probably end up taking, if, well, if you could, take all the charcoal out and it would sit at that temperature for, for forever almost, for hours and hours on end, which is awesome. Even these small joes, I mean, for a family of four, you could end up using those small joes. You can fit so much on them still that, I mean, you'd be surprised at... Uh, you could cook for a good family of four, whatever on the even on the small joes, which is awesome. You've got one of the originals, don't you? I have the classic, yes, uh, yeah, and that's do that. What <laughs> the original? What did I call it before? The Ready salted. The, the box standard, uh, standard original. Well, I was going all around in circles before, but yeah, I'll let you just. I'm not a Kamado Joe guy, all right? Well, maybe you should be. <laughs> you need to join the club. 
You've got all your pro cues. Yeah, we were cooking at. Uh, yeah, I've got all my pro cues and just a bit of a pro cue guy. But anyway, we were cooking at the uh, Pengridi. We had a little bit of fun there, cooking for Kamado Joe. We had one of the uh, the Big Joes, and we had a got it right. classic. Yeah, a classic and a Big Joe. Classic as well. Yeah, got it right then. And we were cooking on those today. It was really good fun. First time I'd ever used them. Uh, thrown in the deep end to a bit of a competition, but uh, yeah. and that Big Joe was heavy though, wasn't it? Having to carry it across the uh, stones was not fun, but uh, but yeah, I'm sure if you lift it into one place and leave it there, it could be uh, very useful. Good job, the barbecue family there were ready to help us out and carry it. We're doing roll a couple of other team members from other teams to help us carry it across the stones. Yeah, d- I, I don't know. I, I helped uh, Riviera Barbecue into the in and out of their van with, with theirs. I don't remember them helping us though. Uh. <laughs> Thanks, Glenn. And Fireballs, very popular at the moment, aren't they? And this Cadai brand that you're stocking here, I've seen a lot of it. They actually, I've seen some, I don't know if you do it, but they do actually do a little charcoal maker, so you can make your own charcoal. You've got a little charcoal kiln. Fill it with wood. I've read the instructions, I know how they work. So you fill it with small bits of wood inside there and then you you put the lid on, bury it in the coals and the two little chimneys that protrude from it, looks a bit like an old bedpan, but the two little holes in the top there um, means that you actually cook the wood and then just leave it in overnight, let it go completely cold and the next morning charcoal which you then use on your barbecue. Awesome. Pretty exciting stuff. I'd love to give that a go. Again, ch- talking to Matt at the weekend, he's ex- been experimenting from oxy charcoal, experimenting a lot with actual using fruits. So we had like a pomegranate charcoal and a yeah, I had a little picture of it you can check out on Instagram. And I also had uh, he had some like limes and, and lemons and stuff. And uh, really interesting stuff going on. Really, really cool. So uh, looking forward to experimenting a bit with those. These Kadai could you tell us a bit about these two because there's so many there's all different sizes here and there's loads of accessories that you can get um i love the look of these like tripods that go over the top of the fireball they complete the um the look don't they um really popular probably one of our best sellers so uh, made from recycled oil drums um last for ages you get the really small ones that are ideal for taking to the beach um, they sort of fold inside the legs and come in a nice duffel bag. So you've got a 35 centimetre and a 45 centimetre just with a single grill. Um, so yeah, great for picnics, barbecues, or having just outside on your patio, or even for standing your, your eco torches in to burn. Um, you then move up to the 60 centimetre bowls that sit on a low stand, grills. Um, Yes, some, dra- some little small um, drainage holes at the bottom. Um, what you're meant to do is meant to put some sand at the bottom. Okay. That then makes it easier to light your fire on a nice level surface, keeps the heat off from the bowl and just helps drain the ash through. To be honest, I'm sure one of those fire lighters, you wouldn't even need to do that. Those were so cool earlier. A few logs on top of one of those and I'm sure you'd have a fire going in, in uh, minutes. That was really cool. Or even, I'm sure you could even use one of those there. Uh, those are uh, the eco torches in there. You could probably start off with one of those eco torches sat in the middle. You don't need to, but you probably have so many options again. These are really cool. These are like, for me, sort of takes you by like real open fire sort of cooking. Uh, very sort of old school in their, in their nature and in their appearance. And uh, 
again you could chuck like the dutch oven on there cast iron skillets and stuff and then you could even chuck, take off the grate and put it in there with the with the burning coals and stuff that'd be really awesome looks really cool bit of kit so would you just leave these out all year round or is there something you need to cover up leave them out but um they do come with frames and covers but just like you treat your pans just a bit of vegetable on a rag wipe it round get the rusty bits off acts as a water repellent makes them last longer the Cadai brand do loads of accessories, well, don't they? They do all the cast iron yeah, products like pans and skillets. Once you've got the tripod, you've got a cooking bowl, which leads to doing stews, soups. And I always say it's not just for summer, is it? Barbecuing or cooking. All winter, a nice bowl of mulled wine in there, I can picture. Um, you've got a hanging skillet pan, a set of skillet pans, a little chapati pan, which you can use just as a little frying pan, blow pokers, barbecue tools, um, a Zara roasting pan, which people buy to like cook pizzas on, and because it's got a lid, obviously keeps the heat in. Um, yeah, can you tell us a bit more about that? What's, what is that, Dan? I can't quite reach it for my, my microphone lead won't lead me all the way over there. you just stick it uh, over your fire Veg use it for grilling yeah veg yeah even fish mm. and because obviously it's got the lid we'll just keep the heat in and cook your food a bit quicker mm. and melt the cheese on top of your pizza yeah, i really like that steam fish you could do mussels you could do loads of stuff i mean I mean, use that as sort of like a crock pot. You could be doing whatever you wanted to choose, anything in there. So it's a great bit of kit, really versatile. Right, right behind us here, next to the cat eyes, we've got the Lotus Grills. I've never seen these. Well, I've seen them, but never actually don't know anything about them. So, so Sue, take it away. Right, well, um, when I came to start work here last July, caught my eye straight away. They're amazing tabletop charcoal barbecues. Um, lovely colours um, they've got a battery operated fan underneath um, a little container to put your charcoal in um, so what you do is you use a bit of lighter gel on the base put your light your gel turn the fan on put your charcoal container on top of the gel that's the light you then put the grill on the top and within three minutes you're ready to cook simple as that the outside keeps cold so you can stick it on your table outside um, and the bowl and the grill go in your dishwasher clean it up nicely after you finish cooking you can get a lid to go on the top of it so you can use it for roasting and you can also get a pizza stone and a teppanyaki plate which also works as a turn it upside down and just like a, a griddle pan really so the fan on the bottom, do you control the speed of that or is it just like you just turn it on and that's it on? You can have it on full, medium or low, but you need it on low just to keep the charcoal alight. And the charcoal in the container will last about three quarters of an hour to an hour. And if you just need to top it up, you just unclip the grill, use some tongs to take the lid off your charcoal container, top it up with charcoal, put it back together again, off you go and finish the rest of your cooking. It's really cool to see like a forced air sort of barbecue, because I mean... Smaller one as well, and they do an, a Lotus Grill XL, which is slightly bigger. Mm, cool, because you've got the air, uh, 
the the gurus that sort of uh, that sit on the bottom of like all well, the really adaptable kits that sit on a lot of bottom of barbecues that force air into controlled temperatures. This is quite interesting to see that they've taken that concept, or maybe they came up with the concept. I don't know, but uh, gentle heat. You still get your char grill. You still get the flavour. Um, it's great. Great cool. Next, they come in a nice carry bag, awesome. so you can take to the beach or just store it in your shed in a bag. Yeah, and looking at the colours, you've got yellow, orange, green, black, red, and purple. Looks pretty cool. Uh, yeah, wow, nice. And behind us here, we've got the Theros. Yes, like the Theros, nice stainless steel tabletop grill um, with attachments of the. Um, kebabs and a wind deflector and also a nice lid so cool. they look really cool I've, I've been waiting to see one of these uh, up close and in person they look really really cool bits of kit tabletop grills it's like their range that they're sort of pushing out at the minute uh look really cool i've seen kelly bramwell using uh using hers i think this is the one that she's got actually yeah the, the um i did use it for um kebabs but it does burn the stick so the nice um, kebab attachment is perfect for this. Yeah, the kebab attachment actually sits flush around the, so you actually slides in around the lip edge of the grill, and then you've actually got the metal skewers that sit across that from Theros as well. So that's really really cool little attachment. A great little grill looks fantastic. Looks good, doesn't it? Yeah, it looks, it looks really good. It looks, it looks really sort of attractive, and it's a nice. It's like, you know, your normal lump wood charcoal. Wait twenty minutes ready to go. I see a rotisserie there as well. Didn't know they did a rotisserie. Oh, yeah. Mm, didn't know they did that. That's cool. That's another little new thing for me. And the cobs next to it. Cobs something that's uh, intrigued me for a while. I've seen a lot of people using them. And uh, actually someone at Pengrilly had one set up next to us, which was which was cool. I haven't really used one, but do you, have you uh, had a chance? I haven't, haven't used one, but really popular. Obviously, um, you can use the cobstones, which burn for two hours, or you can use briquettes in them as well. Um, come with a lid, um, interchangeable plates, um, frying pan, griddle pan, frying dish, and they've got a dome extension, so you can cook quite a bit in there. Really popular for campers and caravanners. Um, they've been going a while, and people just swear by them and continue using them yeah i've seen a lot of people using them i haven't used them myself but they do look like pretty cool bits of kit really portable they're really portable size obviously you got the bigger one as well still pretty portable size but the uh the, the original cob the cob compact is really cool little bit of kit it looks like anyway would, would be interested in using one yeah definitely the thuros i have used before as well when we did the burnham on sea food festival with john gower um we all used them all day so me and simon dyer did a redneck rudolph dish on there and marcus did his dirty steak demo on there as well so yeah i've used that before and thought it was a really awesome thing and like you say cob's been around for a long time we always hear a lot about it never actually cooked on it myself but seen some good stuff be produced on it talking about john gower there's some of his uh quiet waters farms rubs and uh, sauces around there i haven't used any again myself uh have you had a chance to use any no, I haven't. He, he used some on the day, and I tried some of the food that he'd done, he'd cooked with them, but I haven't actually got to use them myself. 
amazing flavour. He's got loads of different ones over there. I've heard some amazing things. But Sue, you've used some, haven't you? Yeah, some of my favourites, actually. Um, his, his pork rub is amazing, just on pork, obviously. My favourite as well is the Dark House rub, their Easter rub. Um, I think we've got a couple. All of them. All of, yeah, they're all good. And yes, I do make my own, but it is nice to go back into your cupboard and just pull one out, yeah. which you know is going to work for whatever piece of meat you're using. So, yes. And again, like it's quite nice if you've made your own, you can adapt as well. You can adapt the rubs and uh, and add a little bit more. So, if you know what it tastes like, okay, well, I want mine to be a little bit more spicy tonight. So, add a bit more sort of uh, chipotle pepper or cayenne pepper or chili or whatever else. So, you can adapt it to to fit your taste and needs, so that's really cool. What about the sauces? Have you tried many of the sauces? No, I haven't actually. <laughs> Again, I make my own, but yeah. I, I have got um, his chipotle one, or um, I can't remember what other one I've got in my cupboard. I've got a cupboard full of sauces. I think we've all got cupboards full of sauces and fridge shelves full of half-open jar of chutneys and all sorts, but I just tend to use them up and put them in any marinade I'm making just to try and make some space to fill it up with some new ones that I keep picking up at food festivals. Awesome. So I think we've almost toured all our way around the shop now. Um, thanks for doing this for us today, Sue. It's been really awesome. It's nice to do something different, get out of the studio and get out in the real world. Where can people find you, Sue, if they wanted to get in touch with you? Uh, if you want to run through any social medias you're on? Okay, we're, um, our website is um, bigfire.co.uk. Um, also on Twitter, um, we are based at the shops here at Dartington, shops at Dartington. Um, and you yourself, Sue Stoneman, are available? Yeah, I am Sue underscore Stoneman on Twitter. That's my Twitter handle. Um, normally post lots of foodie pictures. Um, yeah, check me out. Awesome. So get on there, guys. Give Sue underscore Stoneman a follow on Twitter. Do you have any events or anything that you're allowed to announce coming up that you're doing or anything? They all top secret currently. Um, some a few top secret. I have to keep many secrets. But my next demo is at the Exmouth Muscle Fest on the twenty fourth of September. I should be cooking up a uh, tasty muscle dish using some Crossed Anchors Brewery ale. Um, and I try to go to all the food and drink festivals. I think Powdrum's coming up soon. Um, I need to enter sticky toffee pudding champion again oh, i forgot to say that sticky toffee pudding champion i've got to enter again to regain my title this year oh, i'm gonna be there so i get to try some shotgun and um, that's down at padstow that's on the first of october um and there's then there's dartmouth food festival coming up. they all i say they all start the beginning of the year don't they april may and it goes a little bit quiet and then it all come up again so it's Sue's all over the place, so you will find uh, uh, many different sort of food festivals around the southwest. But Exmouth, I might have to pop up to that because Exmouth mussels are, in my opinion, the best mussels you can ever get in the world. I absolutely love them. You cannot beat them. So, so yeah, I'm going to have to probably head down and uh, maybe get to try your, your demo. Awesome. So thanks very much, guys, for tuning in. Yeah, so thanks for tuning in, guys. We've recorded yet another awesome podcast to get you a bit hump day. As always, brought to you by ProQ Barbecue Gourmet, our awesome sponsors, and Smokewood Shack. ProQ is dedicated to providing you with quality smoking products with top-notch service and free, ad and free advice for beginners to pitmasters. And you can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under ProQ Smokers. So if you're 
thinking about buying your first smoker or looking to upgrade or even look to pick up some epic accessories, check them out over at Max Barbecue. And Barbecue Gourmet is devoted to promoting real barbecue and supplying the UK and Europe with top-notch championship winning barbecue rubs, sauces, marinades and accessories from the US and around the world. And you can find them on Twitter and online under Barbecue Gourmet. So regardless of how you cook, whether it's on charcoal, wood, gas or electric, the real taste of barbecue can be yours all year round. And Smoke with Shack delivers quality smoking wood every time. They provide the smoky goodness, you provide the talent. So if you are looking for smoking wood chunks, dust, chips or planks, then head on over to smokewoodshack.com and you can find them on Twitter at smokewoodshack. So goodbye from me and goodbye from me. See you next time. Bye. Bye.